0: Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we try to find some of the coolest academic university technologies so that you don't have to. And I like to be redundant there. It's a safety mechanism. Um, so uh, anyway, we want to add the volume of those innovations, hopefully have them become actual things that people can use. Thank you for joining us. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher, PhD, science wizard, and at an undisclosed location somewhere near Ganymede. How's it going, Tyler? Can you hear me through subspace channels? Hey,
1: good, good, Charlie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I threw the family into a ghost van, and we're we're on the move. i got just <laughs> enough time to record this, and we've got to have to move again.
0: Sounds great. You're, you're coming through uh, five by one. All right. Also, with this is Joe Rungi, Dr. Law Dog, Entrepreneur Werewolf, Mr. Mustache. How
1: are you? I'm very well. How are you today, Charlie? I feel really good. Thanks for asking. I think this is a lot of energy. I'm liking this. I mean, <laughs> we should always do it this way. We should always put Tyler someplace we know not where and just see what happens. It's a good place for him. And if you want to see what happens, please uh, take a note to rate and review the podcast. Please subscribe. We drop them every Monday. But who can remember that? Let your machine tell you otherwise. Uh, Please also tell your friends. Uh, Just let someone know that all of the coolest university innovations worldwide are on innovation overground, and I'll leave you alone.
0: Yes, please tell your friends. The more volume we could add to these innovations, the better chance they have of getting the additional resources they need to become those actual things we talked about at the beginning. So, okay, all that said, I think it's about time we went over, um, well, we had a listener call in, and um, or, or wrote in, I should say, and uh, was, was interested in the graphene episode we did a while back, and I thought maybe it'd be interesting to go back and look again at some of that maybe, I don't know, material sciences like graphene, and I know, Joe, that uh, that is getting really space elevator adjacent, so I figured yes. this is
1: something right up your alley. I love material science. In the future, things that don't do things will do them. All of our rubber will conduct electricity. All of our concrete will be intelligent. All <laughs> of our glass will be completely solid and opaque, just the way God meant it. Uh, but no, uh, we did get some uh, a couple of groups asking us questions about the graphene show we did. We did graphene, of course, as a superhero, our short-lived Avengers series of what was it? graphene and quantum computing and other things that'll kill us but we're going a different route we're going things that are hopeful and and that's what the world needs right now and graphene is actually really one of them okay. graphene you need is, some hope right now that's right and i think the coolest thing about graphene like most awesome things it was completely discovered by accident so Love it. Uh, yep so in 2004 i remember the discovery of graphene there was the scotch tape method at manchester and i think it might be a gag but it appears that they actually did memorialize the scotch tape dispenser that was originally used by. was um, it
0: one like the cheap one like the, the disposable dispenser please tell me it was the disposable no one it's
1: at manchester so it, oh, right. it, was, it, it, it had elbow was, patches is what you're saying exactly it was you know it, it had the crown of the jewel of the british empire in it but, um, as you do. it was christened at one point <laughs> You're supposed to give it to me, Bobby, Grandma. We call it tapey. Because that's how our vote in Britain talks. Weirdly, the people interested in graphene, they were British. And there goes our yeah, British audience. That. Good. Look what they've brought upon. them. It's probably
0: good we don't get paid okay. to do this.
1: That's true. <laughs> um, but no, the, the, the cool kind of accidental discovery in, in Manchester was there was this idea that, man, if we could just get a single sheet of of, of ring linked carbon molecules, we could do really cool stuff with them. And so, to do that, the uh, scientists that that did the discovery, uh, Naslav and Gaim, and I apologize for brutalizing those names, uh, basically took a piece of piece of scotch tape and stuck it over a pile of graphene or graphite shavings, and were able to discern from that a single sheet of of carbon uh, of of graphite. Uh, Bonded molecules. So the thing that the, the what I'm tripping over here is that for for those of you who have had organic chemistry, you can kind of remember how carbon bonds, and carbon makes a lot of things because it readily sticks to itself. You can form a chemical bond of carbon to carbon really, really easily. It, it naturally occurs all the time. And so when you get a single sheet of single carbon promiscuous, it, it is. It's only promiscuous with itself, though which we can't keep talking about. But um, the the carbon that sticks to itself and forms that single sheet, that material has all these really impressive properties that are almost counterintuitive. So uh, graphene is incredibly strong. It's 200 times stronger than steel. It conducts electricity. It's thermally conductive. It's really, really flexible. And so imagine if we had something that was stronger than steel. It could be clear like glass. It could conduct electricity like wires right you would have this one material that essentially can be manufactured almost like a plastic that can do all of this stuff imagine like how that's going to change the world right that sounds amazing let's do it right and so right now there's huge efforts to figure out how to produce more and more graph or more and more graphene and you know because just the scotch tape method ain't going to get it done that's going to be too labor intensive and so right now what you get are these rolled sheets of graphene. can't really scale that up right and and sort of scale production and that's definitely something we can talk about in, in the future but i just get stuck on the really cool things that graphene can do and sort of the the types of stuff that that it could uh potentially enable and so go ahead
0: and so manufacturing is that the big hang-up
1: the scaled up manufacturing process so unlike other advanced nanomaterial or other advanced materials uh production of graphene is actually scaling so if you look at how it was originally produced um there are actual companies that are producing larger scales of of graphene you're not seeing it produced like concrete yet you're certainly not seeing it produced like plastics but it's enough where if you're a researcher doing research with graphene you're not probably making your own you're buying it from a supplier and that's a big difference than some of the other advanced materials that we'll talk about, which are way more exotic and more difficult to produce. But the thing that's really interesting about graphene for me right now is there are applications for it. Like, I mean, we talked in the previous show about things that are clear and really solid. So we talked about having you know glass that would also be a smart display that's also bulletproof, right? I mean, that's pretty cool. But there are some more interesting ideas with it that i had never really thought of that are i don't know a little bit more um that that open up some different doors and one of the things that i didn't really appreciate was the field of photonics Um, so photon we we talked briefly about quantum computers and how we're kind of reaching the end of how efficient we can make uh, computers that work by pushing around electrons but there are also computational systems that move light around and I, I'm really lucky I live in a very 80s fabulous uh, subdivision in, in beautiful Omaha, Nebraska and when I was a kid in the 1980s I remember the sprint like pin drop do you remember that the ad And so what they would talk about is they would have this fiber optic network that was so clear you could you know, hear the pin on the other line. That fiber optic network in my neighborhood has been repurposed to be uh, an internet connection and it is just wicked fast. It's really cool to be able to have that. In my home to have a sort of second-rate fiber line and just got me thinking like what else can can you do with fiber optics and so one of the things that's difficult for fiber optic systems is sort of controlling when light goes in and out of different fiber optic lines kind of like the i don't know for lack of a better term the microcontroller. and that's what photonics is and like everything else graphene has a solution and so we found a really cool invention that came out of the university of of university of california Uh, which is it's a graphene optical modulator. And so what that means is it can direct the way in which light flows, almost like a, a light processor. And the way that this thing is made is you have two impossibly thin layers of graphene with sort of a nanoscale oxide spacer. So imagine you have a donut of metal that's between these two different sheets of graphene. And you can modify the graphene to change the flow of the light particles. Now, like that would make optical networks like my fiber wire system, that would make that dramatically more efficient. Like right now it's very 1980s, it's just a big glass tube that goes through my backyard and and plugs into my house. But right now getting fiber to everyone's house is really complicated, right? There's not a lot of places in the country where you can sort of build those fiber networks. And part of that's because there's just not a lot of them and they don't have all the parts kind of ready, made in factories able to go. Probably a long time before there's graphene essentially building those, but in the future when everyone's running on fiber wires and no one thinks something of it, part of that's gonna be because they have these components as well. The thing that's really interesting about them, you can also have neural networks. And I was a huge Star Trek The Next Generation nerd when I was in elementary or middle school. I remember uh, Lieutenant Commander Data had a positronic brain. I know positrons aren't photons, but he had a neural network that didn't run on electricity. And it got me thinking that you could use these for neural networks. So they do actually really cool uh, discussion of advanced computer systems that you could make using uh, optical modulators. And uh, one of them are uh, uh, photonic neural networks. And so you could build more advanced artificial intelligence Uh, not using sort of conventional computer systems, but using um, photonic computer systems. And the things that would control them would be these graphene sandwich oxide nanoparticles. Ah, so before you
0: get to the punchline there, I went to a weird place. I thought you were talking about like implants. Uh,
1: You know, potentially you could, right? I mean, but in the end, you could have, um, and I don't know how that would necessarily work if it would require less energy than sort of an electro- electronic computer part of me thinks it would right leds take almost like no electricity and then you can essentially have the light moving around to have a, a microprocessor driven implant but the idea is that in the future the microprocessor won't be running on electricity it'll be running on light yeah, i was thinking it would just run off your own electrical impulses that you generate yourself potentially you could have a piezoelectric photonic driven implant man (laughs) exactly that is all the buzzword bingo i won right there
0: yeah so the um um god dang it i just
1: just left me um i think what you meant was what about graphene rubber composites oh
0: yeah let's do that
1: yeah so uh you know i I like to class things up california is great but you know they they don't have as much ivy as princeton and uh out of the uh out of princeton uh, they have a method for creating rubber graphene composites. And this is a bit more like the original show that we did uh, with, with a bit of a twist. And so what they've essentially invented are a way to disperse graphene sheets in a uniform way throughout like polymers and stuff. And they're really into like rubber. And probably there's a whole field of of graphene clay, which I don't even know what you would do with that, but... I guess that would be electroconductive, thermoconductive clay or something you make like pots
0: and, and like pencil holders and cups for grandma
1: that's true you could make like a you can make a a pinch pot for your mom yeah. which also serves as the uh, touch screen for your ipad <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mother's day gifts that's what it's for that's right so this mother's day gift would be formed out <laughs> of injection molded rubber with dispersed sheets of, of graphene throughout it and This goes back to one of the things that's really interesting, even though they conduct electricity or they conduct heat like metal, they are um, non-ferrous, they are are, are metal invisible. So um, I don't know why, but the movie Total Recall keeps coming up. Remember the scene when he's like, because we're all young and hip people. Um, but the original one where he's trying to sneak the firearm into the, the the space station and he has to like walk through the the thing that looks at his like bones or whatever. Yeah. And they find it yeah. So if that gun had been made out of graphene, because I don't know, apparently in the near future they didn't think of that, it wouldn't have shown up because there's no metal in it, right? Even though it has all the inherent properties of metal. And they make like a really uh they, they show a lot of data in the patent application. About how when you run it through like advanced metal detectors, things like uh, NMR um, and other sort of X-ray crystallography, the the graphene is is totally non-graphite. It's it's not metallic at all. It's just the rubber.
0: So you weren't kidding about having conductive rubber.
1: Yeah, no, it would be uh, totally conductive, totally non-metal. It would be utterly invisible. You could, you know, take it into, uh, you could walk right through TSA with it, and then, I don't know, we'll use it as your display screen on your iPad or whatever.
0: So what? what's next for for <laughs> these technologies?
1: I think the next thing is still lots so really of quickly, I guess. Sorry, yes, go ahead. Uh, I just, sorry, Charlie, just really quickly. So, I mean, besides, you know, consumer or terrorist applications, are there some obvious medical applications <laughs> of the graphene rubber? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So just um, imagine in terms <laughs> of like medical devices, right? You could have one of the things that we talked about a bit in the other show is how you can put sensors into graphene produced materials. And so like, if I want to put a sensor into a plastic tube, I got to put a wire into it because the, the wire there needs, or it needs to be wireless or there needs to be, if it's all made out of graphene, the whole thing is conductive. So you could essentially embed the whole thing, which is tons and tons of sensors and they'd be able to do it. So like, that's a really good point, Tyler. And this actually probably even a better application than conductive rubber would be rubber that could be essentially filled with all types of sensors. I mean, it could be anything for for medical devices. You could have, you know, thermometers. You could have um, thermometers. (laughs) Like Uh, like a pacemaker? I mean, something like that? I think this would be much more, imagine like an endotracheal tube that would have advanced sensors that could get uh, essential in the early stages of infection. Uh, You could put a pulse oximeter in it. So if someone started to desaturate like right there, if Mm. there was a block and then more oxygen going over, you could have detections with it. I mean, you would essentially have everything that is currently made out of plastic could be made out of plastic with inexpensive sensors scattered throughout it. And the, the, the mm-hmm. sensors could all be solid state and made out of various, you know, formations of graphene. And then that would communicate back to a microprocessor, possibly a light-based one. Um, but the idea is that, you know, if you can conduct electricity, you can conduct that signal across it. And that would be a very native application for it.
0: So I, something I want to go back to that first technology we were talking about—an improvement to fiber optics. I always thought that fiber optics was sort of the the top, the top technology. Is it it's kind of a <clears throat> kind of the end of the road, as you will. I mean, you're not going to get much better than the speed of light. And so I'm That's curious how um,
1: how graphene improves fiber optics. So gra- think of like fiber optics as the ultimate high-speed train, right? Goes back yeah. and forth great when you're on the train but like you got to get on the train and so the fiber optic improvements that graphene would enable would be more like the switching stations so when you want to go between tracks then you would use graphene enabled technologies because they have kind of a combination of both being smart and clear to be able to uh facilitate the switching um you know one of the reasons why you don't see more fiber optic networks at least i think is that you don't have these really small, efficient microprocessor-like equipment that you can use to efficiently manage those networks. If you had an optical modulator that was made out of graphene, the thing is the size of a microchip, it can do the exact same sort of work, um, and it would be analogous to a conventional electronic system, whereas now, not really knowing the technology all that well, but you would essentially need something mechanical that would be more functional to sort of switch back and forth what light beam is getting shot into which fiber optic cable.
0: It sounds sounds like you're saying that yeah, fiber optics might be the top technology, but we're still not able to squeeze everything out of it that's possible and this helps us get closer.
1: Yeah, I think anything could be made more efficient. And I think we're kind of getting to a point now where, I mean, we talk about infrastructure in this country, there's a lot of bottlenecks in terms of our ability to get data from one place to another. The fiber optic lines themselves you know you can produce them less expensively or whatever but you're right you know speed of light is kind of the top and i think that the infrastructure that supports them the the thing that gets your data onto that fiber optic cable from wherever your location is the more of those the better
0: so it's the on-ramps that are the
1: problem not necessarily the highway it's true i think i should have gone with a highway I, I i was thinking trains <laughs> sorry <laughs> uh, no okay. that's on me i'm sorry about that so yeah. um be it highway on-ramps or train switching stations, we will include links to the various graphene-based innovations, uh, patents from California and from Princeton, in this week's show notes.
0: Yes, we'll get all those links up for you. Um, so I think it's about time to come to ground. I do want to thank our sponsors, Unimed, the Technology Transfer Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska. Uh, also, Unitech, the
1: uh, – hey Before you get into saying what Unitech isn't, I just want to give everyone a heads up. Unitech is going to have a website, and it's going to be dropping soon, and that's going to make it so much easier for everyone to know what it is. Well, that would help me. I think it'd be great. It's about time. It's like
0: a riddle. It's like Fox on Socks, Dr. Seuss book to me. I
1: just can't wrap my brain around this one. I mean, I've always tried to be a riddle wrapped in an enigma, but now I just want to be a website. Okay. Well, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very proud of it.
0: And with that said, for Tyler Sherr and Joe Rungi, I'm Charlie Linton thank you and please join us every Monday on Unimed's Innovation Overgrowth.